Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. So and I think it's it's actually quite empowering to say no, because, of course, if you have a message that you want to spread, you just want to say yes more often than not. But there comes a time when you've got to give yourself value. It's about valuing yourself. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out L.A. Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WeRLATech for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations. So go to RefillFuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WeRLA Tech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. This is part three of how to be a speaker when you're not a speaker. I hope you've been enjoying the past two segments. Sebastian Terry's incredible, right? So let's get into it. On that note, let's get into the nitty gritty of yeah. getting. Did you get paid for ESPN? No, no, no. Okay. No. So like, where are the boundaries of doing something for free, getting paid? And here's one that I deal with. I'm dealing with it now. So I stopped giving talks because I don't know what my answer is. I mean, even moderating yeah. because I don't know what my answer is. I don't feel it. Uh, I don't, I'm a person of integrity and I'm really proud of that. And so I don't feel there's integrity in doing something for free for one person and then charging someone yeah. else. So I just stop completely mm-hmm. until I figure out like what yeah. I'm doing. Where's the boundary for you? Um, so I, I mean, it took me ages to kind of figure it out. Like in Australia over the seven years I've been speaking there, um, I was speaking for free and then I was speaking for $500. And then there was that moment of course, where a client approaches a speaking agency, um, whoever the client, I can't even remember who it was, but someone in the travel industry, I think they, then the, they said, we, we'd like Sebastian to speak for us. The speaking bureau went back to them and said, okay, Sebastian's um, fee at this point is, I think it was $5,000. Uh, and then they approached me directly and said, look, would you do it for $4,000? Um, if we do, I can't remember what it was, if we sell your books at the end or something. And I, I like, I just, I was very green. I, di- I didn't know. And yeah. I went, uh, yeah, sure. No worries. So I just did it. And then the bureau, the agency rang me up and went, well, hang on, we've just like charged you at 5,000 and you've undercut us for you. And I was like, oh God, I didn't even like think about it. Like I yeah. just didn't think about it. And then there's the whole, you know, they take a, a percentage. So I think it's 25% yeah. in, in Australia. And so, um, you know, there's also that thing that they say if a a brand goes to a speaking agency and they say it's $5,000, they come to me and I say it's $5,000, you know, I naturally from a money point of view would rather just do it directly with them yeah, um, because I don't lose the 25% via the middleman, the bureau. But then at the same time, it comes down to integrity, which is such an important word. Yeah, Um, You can focus on the dollars for sure. And you can just be as as greedy as you can just to benefit yourself. But I don't think that's the way to to take it forward. Um, I'm sort of digressing from your question a little bit. No, it's okay. And uh, I, you brought up one thing that I just want to point out is also something that uh, that's changed a lot in the speaking industry that 
I saw from when I was a little girl with my mom and as the speaking industry started to transition is back of the room sales. A lot of speakers now and the reason why events are sometimes free or why people speak for free is because they sell books at the back of the room and that's how they get paid. And so it's like a sales tactic. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got books. I, I I never look at it like that. I just can't be. I literally take whatever I'm flying to do a talk. I just like have a suitcase full of books. So I might bring 30, 50 books and that's it. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't mean you. I mean, in yeah. general, the industry. Yeah. They're going to put on this thing to sell as much product in the back of the room as possible. Yeah. Well, I think at that point, you know, like for a speaker, if you're making just as much money or more from selling books rather than the fee, why well, don't see the difference really? Interesting. Um, I, I don't. I mean, unless yeah. I'm overlooking something, but. No, I love, a, I love your opinion on it. Yeah. Um, if I, let me think about that more. I will. Oh, here, here, here's, here's my stance is what happened in the speaking industry is that, you know, people would have no problem paying my mom to give the talk. And then when the industry started to change about books, it's almost she was forced oh. to become a salesperson. She sure. didn't do it. But that's when she started to lo- lose, yeah. you know, vigor for it because yeah. her passion was to speak and give these talks. It was never about selling a book at the back of the room. Yeah. And now that that people like don't want to pay for a speaker, they only like you could just sell your books at the back of the room. People don't have the same kind of passion for speaking because they're just trying to be a salesperson. Selling yeah. Their book. Oh no, I get that. I get that entirely. Well, I think again, I mean, I can only talk from my experience, but when I started, I was doing, you know, free jobs, paid jobs. Uh, and then there'd be times where I remember one client got in, in touch with me and they're like, well, we just heard you did a job for cheaper, you know, last month than what you just charged us. And then I was, I had to think about it and, you know, and everyone's obviously trying to screw you down all the time. Businesses yeah. want, you know, they, they obviously don't want to pay you as much as you want. They want to you know, make sure that they pay as little as they can. And, you know, at the end of the day, there comes a point when you've got to understand what's, uh, you've got to have a think about what's good for you. At the beginning, I think getting on stage is the most important thing. So you can refine what you do right. and be as good as you can be at a point when you then become really, in your in your opinion, sufficient and, and great at what you do. Yeah. I think there's a value to that. And I think if you start pulling your pants down to get a job, just so you can get a couple of thousand dollars yeah. across the line, I think the long the long game of that is is detrimental for you. So I think at some point you've got to go, well, look, I speak, this is my fee. If you want me, you can have me at that. If if you don't want to pay that, it's fine. And and so I've started to turn down. And it's ridiculous. Like I, I'll explain it to friends, you know. Oh, if I go do a talk for, let's just say it's $10,000 yeah. um, for argument's sake. And if, if someone comes in, they're like, well, we kind of want you for eight. Now I know I'm not an idiot. $8,000 to speak for an hour. Like, well, of course, like, well, you know, we've yeah. been speaking for an hour here. Right. Like it's, it's uh, yeah. Like yeah. I would never think of it in a monetary sense, yeah. but of course you'll speak for 8,000. But then from a principal point of view, knowing that it could have a, a detrimental effect if a client finds out that they paid $2,000 right, right. more, it's not worth it. And so I do turn down jobs for that, that money. Um, for just because it's the right thing to do. And but here's my question, though. When it's someone like you or me, where we're literally speaking for the most beautiful reasons possible, yeah. like some people can't afford 10000 They can't even afford the 8000 So, And I'm speaking for from a place from my heart, and it pains me. Mm. So it's like I don't know like what to do anymore. It's tough. I mean, another way you could look at it, and, and this is what I do, is so I sometimes give free talks, obviously. And like I, I go, okay, well, this year I want to give five free talks. Um, and is it you can either come up with a rationale of what they are. Is it schools? Is it, um, you know, community groups that benefit their community somehow? Are those the free talks? And I think that gives you a little bit of. You set up like a perimeter, like a, yeah. here, here is how I function. Yeah. Like right now I have so many people. I love that idea. I have so many people, you know, running We Are LA Tech. Everybody in LA Tech asks me for things on a daily yeah. basis. It's very difficult because I am one human being. Yeah. And so 
I created what I call community day. Okay. And so it's once a month and I can speak to people like they could schedule a, a block of time. And then that works within my boundary. So I could still run We Are LA Tech, but still give of my time in a way that feels comfortable for me. Absolutely. I yes. think it's, you know, it's about placing, placing in um, uh, boundaries, having yeah. boundaries. If you know what your boundaries are, if you know what your rationale is to discount one talk, uh, uh, you know, because of a certain reason, that makes it a lot easier. That's also the benefit of a speaking agency or a bureau. Um, you know, they can do all that for you. If they, if, if a client just deals with them, they, that, that's what they do in, in an hour every single day, hundreds of times, they, they negotiate, they know what's fair, they know what's not. Um, and so that, you know, that is a benefit, but it's interesting. So, you know, so in Australia, the story ended up being that, you know, I, I came up with a, with a fee. It was actually quite low. I mean, there were, you know, I'd, I'd be listening to other speakers and I'm like, I can't believe that they're getting paid $15,000 mm-hmm. and I'm still, I'm just charging six. Yeah. Um, but I know where I'm comfortable. And if I, if I'm at a really fair price, so, you know, I, not to toot my own horn, but I could probably charge probably double, you know, really. Right, right. Um, and, but I don't, and I know that it's really good value. And so when someone says, oh, can we just like have it for half price? I, like I'm a lot more confident in saying, no, you can't. I'm doing it at a really good price here. If you don't want it, that's fine. So, and I think it's, it's actually quite empowering to say no, because of course, if you have a message that you want to spread, you just want to say yes. More yeah, than yeah, not. Yeah. But there comes a time when you've got to give yourself value. It's about valuing yourself. And so with all this said, I'm now three weeks into America. And I've reached out to the bureaus here, like I did in Australia seven years ago. Right. And the response is exactly the same. Sorry, um, we're really bu- – I got one the other day from someone. We're really busy at the moment, so we can't talk to you. If, though they, – they, they said this – if though you start getting a lot of inquiries and you'd like us to look after it for you, let us know. Get out. Yeah, and I'm like, are you kidding? Like, A, you're an idiot – you know, for thinking that that's something that I'm going to go for. Like, well, so you can take a percentage and then yeah. you, you don't want to deal with me unless I give you work. Yeah. Like it's a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, a, working with a bureau should be a, a functional relationship where you feel comfortable and you trust totally. them. And so anyway, I, I'm at that stage now. I've probably just lost them as a potential. Well, uh-huh. I didn't mention the name. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I reached out to maybe, I don't know, 10 different bureaus or agents. What do you call them over here? Speaking, speaking bureaus. Speaking bureaus. So I reached out to about 10 of them and – uh, all but two got back to me personally. And, uh, the, you know, and it was what I heard in Australia seven years ago. Well, if you get busy over here, um, let us know. Uh, you need to be this, 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 and this. And so I can preach all I want down the phone, but I'm really good. And yeah, yeah, people yeah. cry at my talk. I mean, yeah. they, don't, they don't care over here, you know, uh, and I get it too. They just want people who, they want to make money. Bureau, yeah. Bureaus are their businesses and they need to make money. They also, you would hope, have a really good intention to spread a positive message. And, and that in Australia, I work with those bureaus. Um, more so than the others. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of at the beginning of this journey again. So like, is it worth working with a bureau? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately they, they get all these people, all these brands, all these huge companies going to them, looking for people to Mm -hmm. to work with. So they, um, it's absolutely worth it. I'm trying to think of like my percentage split between bureaus and just direct inquiries. I, I mean, I don't really care to look, but I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's probably 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 bureaus give me the more work than I get directly. And it, and oh, interesting. And then when someone contacts you directly, do you have to introduce them to, to the bureau? Or if you're you- signed exclusively, okay. So if I'm signed exclusively to, uh, which I'm not, but if I was to any bureau here, I, uh, what's one over here that I spoke with recently? Big Speak. I think it's mm-hmm. called Big Speak. Um, so if I was, you know, hypothetically exclusive to them, anyone who came to me, I'd then give to them. I think becoming exclusive, I don't know what the, what it's like here actually, but I think being exclusive to a speaking bureau is something that's really, really good if you just don't have the time or, or will or capacity to, to do it all yourself. Um, but again, to do, to take that step to signing exclusively, knowing that you're basically relinquishing everything to them, um, you've got to have a good relationship and know that they stand for the right things. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I'm on a bit of a journey right now. So here in America, I've done a couple of talks for free um, and now I'm starting to charge. And then, you know, I, I guess I'm just going to, you know, when you go scuba diving yeah. and you like, you kind of find that buoyancy, yeah. what was it called? Um, I you, can't remember. Equilibrium? Got, no. Maybe it's that. I but, can't remember. But you know what I'm talking about. You this is embarrassing. I used to own a scuba diving company. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. You should no, know this. I, for two, so I wanted to be an entrepreneur so bad. I worked as a receptionist at a yacht steward, like a yacht brokerage firm. Yeah. The guy, one of the sales guys had a successful eBay business for scuba diving. I knew nothing about scuba diving, but I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I bought all of his accessories like uh, or his inventory, <laughs> knowing nothing, never have gone scuba diving, put it in my apartment and uh, built my first website, taught myself how to build a website and started a scuba diving accessory company. <laughs> and I hadn't even gone scuba diving, I think, for like six months to a year into having my company. Really? <laughs> so I don't remember much about scuba diving itself, but I could tell you a lot about accessories. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just like a silly analogy. I think it's like neutral buoyancy or something. But when you go under the water, you've got the weights and then you've got yeah. your um, that life jacket that inflates, yeah. whatever that's called. And then you kind of try and find that that equilibrium right. point where you just float. And right. I think that's where I am at the moment here. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm speaking at certain events that I think will benefit me because you can be selfish about it to a degree as well. Right. I just want to, I, A, I want to spread my message and help people. Done. I can do that anytime I'm on, on stage. B, um, well, I'd like to, you know, be, become more known and people start talking about it. Right. The best marketing I've ever found for, for speaking, because I don't actually market myself, so yeah. all I have is um, word of mouth. So, Amen. And that's it. Yeah. If you do a good job, people will talk about it and they'll get in yeah. touch. My friend said they heard you here. Can you do something for us? And yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've, I've probably got about 10 talks lined up here, probably half and half in terms of being paid. Um, How do you deal with that from an integrity standpoint again? Um, well, at the, the moment, it, it's, it's funny. Some places simply don't place, pay speakers. So I, I won't name any of them, but, you know, yeah. they'll say, look, we, we want you to do a talk. We just don't pay speakers. We need you to know that from the onset. So I appreciate that from an honest point of view. Then I go, okay, well, obviously I'll be on stage. So I'll be able to affect people. If I then like what it is that they're doing, if I like their community, if I like what it is they stand for, I'll absolutely do it. And then from a selfish, selfish point of view, if I think that by doing that talk, there'll be people in the audience who are likely to book me again, I'll do it. But then how do you feel, and I'm just being super real here how do you feel about the people that are paying like well, the, well, the, so the people who are paying are generally the events where they they would always pay someone so but um, how is that fair I'm just uh, yeah. how is that fair um well I, I it's something I'm having a hard time for myself like yeah um I think so, you, so you're right absolutely it seems really unfair I think it's just like the the, the ecosystem of of or is it business, the business world over here? I think there are some things that you, I mean, it's the same as, you know, um, I think you could look at anyone, whether it's a, you know, some rock star or whatever, they get paid for some events and they do others for free right. based on whatever it is that their merits are. Um, I'm not doing it. It's not like I say, can I, it, so from my point of view, I'll speak at an event if I, for free, if I think that, uh, if they don't pay anyone full stop ever, and I love what they do. And I think it's beneficial to me. Right. I'll do that. I will accept do money. Do you say, are you paying any of the speakers? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If, if they're paying some speakers okay. I, and they say, we so don't So you ask that? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And I, I'm able to, I do it in my own kind of stupid way. Just Can I'm, you share like, it with us? Well, no, like it's, it's just stupid. Like I'll, you know, if, if I had a conversation the other day, a group just reached out to me and said, we'd like you to do a keynote at our event. Um, we, we don't pay any of the keynote speakers. So I ended up ringing them up and saying, okay, can you tell me more about what you're doing? And I said, with the other speakers, are you paying them? And they said, no. I mean, it's quite simple, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's probably a couple of awkward conversations in there potentially, but then, but then that's that. But again, if, if, if I like what they stand for, I'll do it. Um, 
with the other ones that, I, that do pay, I mean, that's like, a, that's a, a, again, I'm adding value to any organization I, I speak to. So if a company have a, uh, an annual awards gala, dinner, conference, whatever you want to call it, and they pay their keynote speaker and they approach me and say, and I'd say, well, this is my fee. And they say, yeah, well, of course, that's, yes, obviously. Yeah. And then, then that's easier. For, I don't know. For me, I'm quite comfortable there. Um, you know, I, as I said, I've, I've kind of created like a little bit of a, uh, a boundary around why I would speak for free at one and not another. Um, but I would never, if, you know, again, just I'm yeah. thinking of the two most cliche brands here. If Coke approached me and said, we want you to speak at our event um, and we're going to pay you, we'll pay whatever it is, you know, we'll pay you $15,000. And then Pepsi say, we want you to speak um, at our equivalent event, but we're not going to pay you. I can't see any reason why I would do the Pepsi event. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like it's rude. Yeah. You know, I don't don't agree with it. And I would say to Pepsi, I will speak, but you have to pay me. Yeah. If a organization that, you know, um, helps homeless people came to me and they said, we would love you to speak at at our event. Um, We can't afford to pay you. We just have a policy where we don't pay people. Um, I would would find out more about the event and I would make a decision based on that, which is, again, linked to my my own boundaries. Yeah, your boundary. That you say, I do this many a year or something like that. I do this many a year and I will only do it in these circumstances. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a huge takeaway for everybody is that like to write down like what are the boundaries? What are the circumstances that you would do something at no cost? Yeah. So that you're really going into it like fully informed. Um. I mean, at the beginning yeah. of a, oh, sorry, go on, you go. No, 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 go. Well, the, you know, and I think the other thing is if you're starting to speak, you shouldn't go in there all gung-ho saying, well, the, I should speak at five, ten thousand dollars and this is it. Yeah. You've got to understand there's a bigger thing at play here and it's, um, you know, some people might refer to it as a career uh, or some people might just refer to it as their lifestyle. There's a bigger thing at play. You just want to speak, get on stage and speak. Um, at the end of the day, if there was, I mean, the, uh, you know, an interesting way of looking at it is if no one ever paid for you to speak ever, 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 yeah. would you still do it? Yeah. And I know I would. I would. So, and, and if your answer is no, well, you know, maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um. But yeah, yeah, get on stage, get your message out there. And, um, you know, and I, and I think things like this, these interviews are really interesting. I, I really hope there's some kind of value in here for people. I think there probably is. But, um, you know, I think just speak to as many people you can about it um, because yeah. everyone's got a different sort of story. 100%. I think this has been incredible. Oh, great. I think, I think uh, if you guys uh, made it to the end over here, <laughs> any kind of like last sentiments that you want to share with everybody before we kind of wrap it up? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I, again, I've said it lots, but I, I would say if you're looking at speaking, um, make sure you're doing it for the right reason. Don't do it because you get paid a lot of money for an hour. Um, do it because you've got to promote a message. And if you have a message to promote, well, good on you. And that's fantastic. And just get out there and do it. And speaking is just one avenue to do it. Um, just, you know, be, just embody everything that you are and realize that just you being yourself is the key to anything. And so if it leads you to a stage, amazing. If not, do it in different ways. Yeah. And how, if people listening right now mm. want to book you to <laughs> speak, uh, where yeah. should they reach out to? Well, I mean, so so I have an assistant now. So if anyone actually wants to talk to me directly, email me at seb at 100things.com.au. If you want to uh, get some more information on my speaking stuff, I mean, that's another conversation as well. I mean, you need to have a bio and a headshot and all that kind of stuff. I don't know whether you want to talk about that, but... Yeah, yeah, let's do it real quick. I mean... Yeah, well, yeah. I think, I mean, uh, okay. So in Australia, at least, I don't know for America, but I imagine it's similar. 
And um, by the way, it was Seb at a hundred things.com.au. I just wanted to make sure that everybody picks up it's com.au. Okay, yeah, bio. Yeah, I yeah. think like a bio. So a bio is kind of like a quick snapshot of what you speak about. You'd have like a, a topics um, column. So what are your topics? So, you know, for me, it's something like uh, embracing change, goal setting, overcoming adversity, um, perspective shots, uh, philanthropy values. I mean, there's a million things. And, and also there's, I mean, it's, it's sort of reverse engineering, which I don't believe in, but like, if you have a look at like key, you know, companies, there are, there are trends in companies and they, they'll, 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 they'll become a t- like, so I guess when Donald Trump got in power over here, yeah. um, which to the best of my ability, um, is something that it was more controversial than not controversial. Yeah. You know, companies suddenly wanted to start talking about, um, you know, embracing change and making the, the good things out of bad things, etc. Right. So that becomes a, a bit of a topic. Right. So I think, you know, that, you know, when you're putting your bio together, kind of have a look at like the environment and the trend at the time. And if you're, if you naturally speak about that, you're able to put that in as your topics. Um, a, a headshot, of course, I think everyone likes to have um, testimonials. Yeah. I hate collecting testimonials. I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm terrible with any admin stuff. So I, having done, I don't know, 500 talks yeah. or whatever. Um, I've, I have like literally none and I've spoken to the biggest companies in the world. No, I, I have close to no testimonials yeah. either. But, <laughs> you know, but I have emails to, to, you know, that I could share with people saying that, you know, I saved a life or someone didn't kill themselves or someone, someone aspired and became a CEO of a company or whatever. Like, so anyway, um, the, the, that's one thing, um, testimonials. Uh, but I, I think it's around about it, to be honest. If you can have video footage of you speaking, do mm-hmm. that. I mean, if anyone's starting speaking, video yourself, have a look at it because that's the best way to get a little bit of feedback. And, um, yeah, that's, that's one thing. But if anyone wants that stuff of mine, because you're interested in having me speak, yeah, yeah. um, please email me or, um, email Sarah, my assistant on admin at 100things.com.au. Cool. I'm yeah. glad you have Sarah. Sarah's Since amazing. all the speaking bureaus aren't smart enough to <laughs> scoop you up right now here. No, Sarah's great. She's she's awesome. I mean, um, yeah, she. Oh, I, I can tell yeah. you all about Sarah as well. But yeah, there's yeah, she's brilliant. Very. Fortunate the point is, there, there's always a way. Just because someone says no doesn't mean there's a yes or a way to make something possible through yeah. another door. Yeah, and then the other thing is also just quickly. Is yeah. There's all these people out there teaching you know how to be a speaker, like you know promote your message and gain wealth from doing it. And yeah. That's again, I see that as a. It's true. It's a byproduct of of, of speaking. But and they'll talk about stage presence again, very important. Where you stand on the stage and pausing at the right moments and and looking at people. Um, um, and then yeah. staring at someone in particular, like I'm just kind of picking up on things that I've heard. I've done pattern interrupts. Do you know a pattern? pattern? No, I, okay. No, so for those of you in the internet marketing world, <laughs> I'm going to bring up a name. It may be a little bit controversial. However, I learned a lot about speaking from him. Frank Kern. You're probably not familiar. No, I don't know. <laughs> Frank Kern's an internet marketer. He speaks barefoot. So half the time I speak barefoot or yeah. I wear these like colorful heels. Yeah. I have statement clothes that I wear when I speak and okay. and I wear them every single time to create an association. Yeah. I also wear colors matching the brand that I speak for. Oh. So I'll wear colors to their logo. Um, huh. I also wear my logo every single time, but the color of the shirt will change depending on the client's logo color. Oh. And um, I do pattern interrupts. So typically if someone's sitting for a long time, they're not retaining information. I think I got this also from Tony Robbins. They're not retaining information as well. So if you make them stand and move around, then um, they're, it's like a pattern. Inter- they're not expecting it. Yeah. So I take it so far as I have a thing called the winning dance. And I open all my speeches with the winning dance. <laughs> so this is, 
even when I moderate. So it's either whether I'm giving a speech or a moderating panel. So I, the the last talk I gave was in Latvia, actually with the president of Estonia as well. Okay. And so I made all these all these people in the country of Latvia do the winning dance. <laughs> and what it is, so I won a car on the Price is Right. Do you know the Price is Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. The game show. And what I the way I won the Price is Right. It's a whole long story, but anyway, I I was watching a Tony Robbins thing, and he says creating like a physical positive association with like. Uh, with with a, a feeling, so I started doing this thing I called the winning dance, and um, and I would do it in my living room every day. And my friends would call me. They're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm about to win the Price Is Right." They're like, "What are you talking about? You're mental." I get on the Price Is Right. I do the winning dance <laughs> to the casting director. Uh, I do the winning dance to I can't think of the host name right now, but to the host, Drew, oh, Carey? Drew, Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do the winning dance. I do the winning dance when I'm at the numbers, and then I visualize myself on the stage. Anyway, the point is. He get, Drew Carey after winning the car goes now you could do your winning dance or whatever right <laughs> and so at the beginning of all my talks I say we're going to do the winning dance and because I want everybody to get in that state of like winning and abundance and like moving and excitement for the panel and the information they're about to like that's about to be revealed for them and yeah pat it, <laughs> pat, so that's a pattern interrupt I think it's, <laughs> yeah and it's great and I think there's a million things you can do for sure but like yeah. I, there's nothing worse and I've been at a conference where you see someone come on stage and they've clearly just just graduated from their speaking school or whatever you yeah. call them and they get out and they go okay everyone stand up now turn to the left and massage the shoulders of the person next to you and you, oh, I've like, seen that yeah and it's like I mean I get it there's a, certainly a thing to it but I, I think my point is don't just do it because you've been told to do it do whatever you are yeah like, you know like just do whatever you are speaking is an extension of who you are yeah. as a yeah for sure yeah I don't wear shoes on stage either like I, I don't wear shoes full stop really <laughs> and uh, yeah so you know like I, I sometimes get people to take their shoes off for example because I you know I, some people don't because their yeah. feet smell but um, <laughs> you know like I think little things like that definitely it's about telling a story and get people in a different learning environment totally. so yeah get them out of their comfort zone yeah. it's a it's a general you, you're the one with the microphone but don't forget it can be a conversation totally. so like I prompt questions to the audience and you know I ask them what's on their list what's totally. their desire when was the last time yeah. they helped somebody so um, yeah just get stuck in it's a wonderful beautiful creative yeah. process that yeah. um, I'm so excited to be part of and, and I meet great people through totally. it. You're creating an experience. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights <laughs> thank with you. the We Are LA Tech community. You're amazing. You're awesome. Thank I really you. enjoyed this. Wow. Thank you. We were chatting for I like an hour and a half. I know. It's been really exciting. Like I, I'm just honestly like every interview I do and especially in ones like these, I'm like so, 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 so excited to create that impact in someone's life listening right now. Like, I don't know who that person is. Yeah. And I hope more times than not, it's a stranger that I've never even heard of or like met or something and just yeah. some person around the world. Well, can I be cheeky? If anyone's yeah. listening and you've been really impacted like by this, I think you should let Esprit know. Like, however, you all know how to get in touch with her. But let her know because she's this amazing person and doesn't Thank accept you. compliments <laughs> or anything very well. So just tell her. So it'll drive her to do more because you're doing a great thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you guys want to connect with more extraordinary people in the LA tech community. Remember, we have the collaborative space. We are latech.com slash VIP. There's over 800 people in there ready to like collaborate with you and to help you achieve your dreams. I really, really hope that this has created such an extraordinary impact on your life. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we are LA tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T. 
reon.com slash we are LA tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.